Respect is something that I'll always give, whether I get it or not. We've got this, this great platform that we can stand up for our people and give us a vehicle for change. I've got two daughters now and I want to set an example for them. I want them to be proud of me. Well, Sif Atalakai, you're about to turn 25 next week. You have yeah. 47 games into your NRL career and you're here at the Sharks and things are on the up. It must feel pretty good to be you right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, never thought I'd be here. Uh, I thought my career was over back in 2018. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to pursue the career that i got now. But yeah, just making the most of everything that the Sharks have given me and just, yeah, the most of the opportunities that they present before me. We were just talking about it, but turning 25, the quarter century. Yeah. You're having a quarter century <laughs> crisis? Oh, uh, yeah. I think my hairline's creeping a bit back. I, I thought I was... Well, I feel like I'm 17, 18, but I don't look it. So I might get a few white hairs in the beard in a few weeks, and probably. <laughs> it's a bit biblical. You get the grey yeah. beard and stuff. That'd, that'd be pretty cool. No, um, what's going so well for you at the moment? Why do you think things are, are, are being playing out so well for you here at the Sharks this year? Um, I think for me, the big, the big thing for me, um, just attitude-wise, I think I was a bit immature. Um, when I was at the Rabbitohs, you know, I thought I had the world at my feet and I thought I was on top of the club, you know, I thought I was bigger than the club and just bigger than the whole NRL thing and being professional. Um, I didn't take it real serious. And I think the year off that I had with Newtown, you know, like I just got back to playing footy and loving playing footy and just loving being around the whole atmosphere. And, you know, that club really brought me back to my feet and I had to learn that through humility and being humble. Um, kind of sparked you know my love for footy again and so when I got the opportunity to come for a training trial and you know I did did everything I could I made sure that I did everything that I could to, to be where I'm at. Were you just too young at that point in your career? Yeah I was um, yeah definitely I was definitely oh, young but was young and dumb um, yeah I just thought I was on top of the world I thought I was on fire but really I wasn't really much <laughs> Had Greg Inglis, Sam Burgess, you know, Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker. Had all these superstars in my team, and I thought I was one of them, but I was mud. So, I think, um, yeah, that year off um, just grounded me really. Um, uh, just yeah, being around family and you know, around boys who just love to play footy, um, just brought me back to earth. Why did you think you're one of them? What what gave you that, I guess, inflated sense of ego? Um, I guess. I was just myself, um, yeah, there's a, like I didn't really pay much attention to the pressure and stuff and, um, you know, I, I just thought I was above it. Well, I, I, I felt like I was being too, too confident and too ambitious and I thought I was, well, I knew I was being too ambitious in 2019 and I thought I was above everything. Um, you know, it happens, you know, when you're a young kid, you get given, you know, contract with a lot of money and you're playing first grade, you're playing with amongst, you know, a lot of quality players, you you know, you think you've made it, but um, the reality is you're only just getting started and you, you still got a lot of ways to, a lot of levels to build up and go go through until you're at that status. So how did it all come to an end at the Bunnies? Um, just silly mistakes, you know, breaching contracts and um, like I said, you know, just attitude thing. Um, you know, when I, when I did um, get things wrong, you know, I didn't think much of it, but, but to the whole club and, you know, they, they seen it and, you know what, I wouldn't go about it any other way. Um, 
you know, I'm pretty thankful that they did do that because I think without that, um, I don't think I'd be here and I, I don't think I would have learned my lesson. I probably would have ended up in prison or something. But um, yeah, no, it's a lesson well learned. What was your reaction like, when you were told your contract's uh, been torn up? Yeah, I was um, pretty gutted, you know. I'm, yeah, one of six kids. Um, at the time, my dad was the main source of income and he was the only one supporting six kids, plus my mum. My grandparents lived with us as well. Um, so did my first cousin who looked after my grandparents. And he was our main income in a four bedroom house. Um, you know, just, just seeing that, yeah, this is um, very heartbreaking. Seeing the pressure that my dad had to go, go through week in, week out making sure there was a roof over the top of our heads and stuff. Um, and then getting told that, you know, like um, I wasn't needed at the club anymore. Um, yeah, it was real heartbreaking. I'm um, just saying that I wasn't able to help my dad or release him a bit of the pressure that he was going through. I was massive. I was more heartbroken than anything. Um, I wasn't angry because I knew it was all on me. Like it was, uh, I, had to, I had to face my mistakes and take responsibility for my attitude and just the way I went about things then. So what happens next? You obviously, you're out of, out of a job. Yeah. And then you end up being a garbage man. Garbage man How yeah. did that happen? Um, at the time I hadn't worked for a couple, a couple of months. I think it was about two, three months. And um, my sister, my sister, she's talking about a, y a young schoolmate of mine. Um, saying that he, you know he was doing garbos and um, you know he was running around getting fit and you know he was just it was just good work to have um, shifts were good I dreaded the running but um, it helped me in, in a big way um, didn't really have a pre-season under my belt with going into Newtown or anything so I thought I might get you know give him a call and hopefully get a crack at the job and um, they got me in they had a look at me and they're like, oh, you don't really have to do the, the testing. But really, I, I should have probably should have done the testing. I, or like, I probably wouldn't have got the job if I did do the testing. Um, but yeah, no, um, putting garbos, yeah, it was good. Um, just get a bit of fitness and just being around, you know, men who, who like to rip in and, you know, they, no complaints not, or anything. You know, I was working with um, a lot of men who are a lot older than me and, they were running a lot faster than I was going to the bins and grabbing them and pulling them out to the street. Um, just grounded me as well. I kind of set a platform for me as well about how I should go about my work now. Um, just no complaints, just put your head down and work hard and everything will play, everything will play out. Talk me through a standard day as a Garbo. What, Garbo. what do you do? Uh, early morning, so you wake up around 3.30. Um, you have breakfast, shower, brush your teeth and that, and then you, you meet at the yard around 4 o'clock. Well, yeah, 4 o'clock, 4.30, and then um, you get told at what run you're doing and the routes and stuff and who you're partnering up with, and, and then you're out of the gates around 5 o'clock. You're ready to run a few kilometres and toss a few bins into the garbage truck. That's a, and it's actually tough work. Like you've, you came yeah. from being a professional footballer and it still was Yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. tough yeah. um, the running was pretty tough. Um, some days you know, a bit of water would get stuck in the garbage bins and it would be like heavy as to carry and flip them over. But uh, it was good work. Some yeah, hard yakka, but it was good. When you were doing it, yeah. did you think, was there regret about the way 
you kind of handled your football career and it made you think, I don't have to be doing this if yeah. I applied myself better to that? Um, there wasn't really any regret or it was more if I was to get another opportunity, I, I, I knew I was going to take it with two hands. Um, like I knew what I could uh, present, but it was just up to me whether to, well, making sure I did everything I could to, to get that opportunity and then to, you know, take it with two hands and not let it slip through my hands. Um, but yeah, no, there was no, no regret. It was, just, um, it was just a good lesson, you know, I was in a good headspace as well. Um, just taking things day by day and just, you know, learning little things, counting little wins and stuff and taking them along on board and, yeah, just, um, no, it was good, it was very good. So at that point, you'd come to terms with the fact that your career was probably over in the NRL? Yeah, I, I come to terms and I was, um, I, was just, um, I was just happy to be earning money and just, you know, not have to deal with the pressure of, um, you know, being a first grader or being professional or anything. I was just human, you know, like I, all I had to do was just go to work, shop the work and go home and, you know, bring the bacon home and hand it off to mum and dad and that was about it. That was my life from there. So you were happy it was all over, so why did you go back? Uh, I started to, I started to love my footy at um, Newtown in reserve grade and, you know, I thought to myself if I ever got the crack again, you know, I'd give it everything I got. Um, I got, a, I actually got a call the end of 2018 from a good mate of mine, um, Mick DeBella. He wanted to talk to me about an opportunity to go into Newtown and just, you know, playing and playing with my cousin who was at Newtown at the time, um, Wesley Lolo. And um, I went and sat down and I met with Matto, uh, Greg Madison, um, and we just talked and he was just talking about how there were a lot of people who got opportunities when they played at Newtown and, you know, a lot of them just put their heads down and worked. I worked hard and I thought okay I'll, you know I'll give it a crack um, but at the time I still yeah I still wasn't sure if I wanted to play rugby league I was going to go back to my old junior club mascot um, and play there and just you know just have a bit of, bit of fun a bit of banter with the boys as well um, but then I sat down with my parents and my manager talked to me as well Tyron Smith and um, we just yeah we just talked about giving that one last crack not leaving anything left in the tank, um, make the most of the opportunity. And if it didn't work out, then you know, it didn't work out. Like, I know I would have done everything that I could have done. And but fortunately, um, yeah, I got given the opportunity by the club. Um, yeah, just put my head down, put in the work. And I just, yeah, real grateful that they, they, they picked me from a training trial that was meant to go for 20, 20 weeks. Um, they ended up extending my contract along with uh, Royce Hunt. Um, we were on the same kind of deal and it was good to have him here as well. Um, we kind of pushed each other. Um, he was my training partner as well. Yeah, I think uh, when I was at Newtown, I found the spark there, but then um, coming here and finding out that uh, Royce Hunt was going through the same thing I was, um, kind of made things easier. And the boys that were here as well made things easier and they helped me along the way as well. You always knew, but you were capable of it. There was never a question of ability, right? Yeah, was, yeah. Oh, I don't want to sound. Yeah. No, not not, not to be, you know, blowing your own horn, but yeah, you knew that you had something. Yeah, I, I, I knew, I knew I could play. It was just a matter of, um, yeah, just putting the work in and just not getting back to where I was back in 2017, 2018. 
um, being so full of myself. I knew I had to learn humility and just be humble and just go about it. Put my head down and just go about my work. You know, yeah. Um, did that all pre-season and uh, John Morris gave me the opportunity um, to stay a bit longer and yeah, just try to make the most out of it. When you look back on it now, how grateful are you to yourself that you that you did it? Yeah, quite a lot. Um, a lot's changed since yeah, two years back. Um, I got two two boys now, so yeah, definitely a lot more grateful. Um, yeah, I've got the opportunity to play and to do what I love as a job. Um, I wouldn't even call it a job, you know. Still, yeah, definitely grateful for the hard work I put in, but. I still feel like I've got a long way to go. If you were to sum it up, how would you best describe the biggest difference between Sifatalakai now and Sifatalakai? Yeah, um, maturity. Maturity. Um, I'm at a place where you know, I'm just happy, happy to be alive and just happy to be around my family, be around the boys and just play footy. And um, you know, I'm not that stuck up uh, 18, 19 year old. You know, walked around, thought I was all this or that. Um, yeah, I'm just a human being, just like everyone else. And you look like you're having fun out there playing now. <laughs> is that, is yeah, that how you feel? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's fun. Um, just the culture around the club as well. Um, just everything's fun. Is you know, there's a whole lot of pressure that amounts to a professional rugby league player, but over here you don't really feel that. It's, it's just you feel like you're around. You know, just a lot of boys who love the come in and go about the go about the work and just put their heads down and work hard and just have a laugh as well. There's a great photo that surfaced from here <laughs> on the weekend. Ronaldo Molotalo is going over in the corner. Yeah. Before he's even put the ball down, there's you standing there awarding the try. Yeah, no, it's just yeah, a bit of banter. Um, <laughs> a bit silly now that I look back at it, but um, yeah, just try to give a bit of cheek to Nofa and Lugana because they put me out over the sideline as well. <laughs> so yeah, nah, it's just, yeah, just a bit of banter. I hope they don't think there's anything in that. Is that what you like? But you, like you're a quiet guy, but you're a bit cheeky as well? Yeah, um, oh, yeah, I, I certainly like to dish it out. Uh, not very good on the, the other end though, but uh, I'll work on that, yeah. Uh, banter's good. I think if you can't have a laugh, then you, Bit of a Derek, but yeah. yeah. Talk, talking about dishing it out, you certainly dish it out when you've got the ball in your hands. I mean, how much do you love just running over the top of blokes? <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I never really thought about it. Um, I'm just, I'm just a nugget. <laughs> I'm laying on the ground. I'm wide, and I think, um, yeah, I think that just speaks for itself. And, you know, that's uh, that's probably the only reason why I'm hard to tackle is just come low to the ground and I'm wide. But yeah, no. Um, no, I never really thought about it. Uh, just, yeah, just run hard, tackle hard, I guess. Yeah. You're low to the ground and wide, I like that. Do you, you, you're getting a bit of a cult hero status here in Cronulla. <laughs> but all good cult heroes have a nickname. Do you have a nickname? Um, I've got a nickname, oh, I've got a, yeah, a bit of a nickname. Just um, my immediate family and stuff, um, my relatives, they, they call me Chief, but some of the boys over here call me Ninja. Um, and I call the uh, I call the boys Ninja as well, um, just because yeah we just had a like just a, about agility and stuff and yeah yeah if you know you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I I would like to toss up a few nickname suggestions for a cult hero. Tell me yeah. what you think. So you said 
that you're low and wide. Yeah. And that seems to work for you. We've got like Brandon Smith in Melbourne. He's the block of cheese. cheese. What about if you are the bar fridge? <laughs> <laughs> low, wide, um, and Sharks fans love you. I think um, <laughs> me and my missus were sitting down and we were watching a podcast and I think it was um, Sandal Oil. I think he called me the fridge and me and my missus had a bit of a laugh. I don't mind, like nicknames are nicknames. I'm, I'm easy having a laugh. But yeah, no, nah, it was just the one that caught me off guard. I'm, I'm not, I'm not done, I'm not done. What about, so Sione Katoa, your teammate, there's been people calling him the Cronulla contortionist, the way he bends his body to score. <laughs> if you could be the Cronulla cannonball. Uh, or, or what about Talakai the tank engine? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about those two, but nah, I'm not. That's all fun and games, yeah. Um, I wouldn't call myself a hero. It's a bit weird. But the um, people, I mean, people starting to, I guess, recognise you around the shine now. More people seeing you and. Ah, uh, I wouldn't know. I'm, I'm still living mascot. <laughs> so yeah. Well, people, I, I imagine league fans probably see you and go, ah, oh, it's a Sifatalakai, um, and you're kind of becoming more of a. Not really. No. Um, which is good. You know, I prefer it like that because I don't want to like um, I don't want it to get to my head or anything. So. Yeah, I'm pretty quiet too. I don't really go out much. I mean, I just stay with my family and I'm pretty much a homebody, so, yeah. What about how things are shaping at this club at the moment? How exciting is it to be a part of this team? Yeah, it's um, very exciting actually. Um, big turnaround from last year. Yeah, the season we had last year was, um, to be honest, was quite disappointing. Um, we started off a bit rusty. We lost a few games where we won some and some of the losses that we had were, were just we're tough. Um, a few obstacles were, were thrown at us, and we took it on the chin. Um, but then uh, we st we started to go good, but then we were just inconsistent. Um, I think this year we're a lot more in, uh, we're a lot more consistent, and um, we want to be a defensive club. Um, compared to the last few years, we we our defense hasn't been the best, and all well, preseason we've been working on that, and you know just our efforts in preseason are shown in the games here. Um, Massive turnaround. Um, we used to be a club where we were so good at attacking over the last two years, but we weren't that good at defending. We'll, we would score a few tries, but then the opposition, our opposition, would score a few tries as well. Where uh, I feel this year we can cop it just as much as we can we can give it. So I feel like yeah, the massive turnaround and Fitz has been good for the boys. So um, just as much as Pricey as well. Um, yeah, it's a massive turnaround. Um, it was good. Um, I don't know anyone who likes to lose, so yeah. Having guys like you mentioned Fitzy, but Nico, uh, Dalfanukan, yeah. these guys are winners. Yeah, definitely. Um, they brought uh, a different mentality to, compared to what we've had last year and year before, where they compete on everything and everything that they do, they do to their utmost ability. And they leave nothing in the tank. They, um, yeah, they just do everything at 100%. And over time, with the repetitions that they do, you know, they they perfect everything. And they've really brought that along to our club. And I've seen like a lot of the boys, including myself, are taking that on board. And um, yeah, we just make the most of our opportunities. At every and we make sure that every rep that we do, uh, quality. Um, I think it's been massive. They've boosted our morale as well. Um, especially Nico, he's a bit of a pest at times, but no, he's, he's good to have around. Um, 
especially the bo uh, around the boys, younger boys as well. You said before that there's not just one pest in this team. No, uh, yeah, a whole team full of pests. Um, <laughs> you got Ronnie, he's a massive pest. He's probably the biggest. And then you got Toby, he's a pest as well. And you got Matt Moylan, he's another pest. And it's just Andrew too many. As well. Andrew yeah, he was just out here before. Been, yeah, been annoying. He's a pest as well. Roycey Hunt. Is probably he's a big pest. <laughs> he, 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 he is second to, nah, Ronnie is second to him, yeah. I reckon. Roycey Hunt, he's the biggest pest. You talk about winning the competition, and that's obviously the team goal, but yep. what's Sifra Talakai's goals for this year on a personal um, level? My goals for this year? Um, I just play f good footy. Um, or if I uh, work hard and just put my head down and go about things, um, yeah, I wanted to hopefully play Origin, um, and then uh, yeah, hopefully be playing in the World Cup, uh, whether it be yeah for Tonga, for Tonga or for Australia. But um, yeah, Tonga, Tonga is a big one for me, um, especially my dad. My dad's my hero, and you know everything that I've been given um, and everything you know footy-wise has been taking me to training since I was young. Um, since yeah, my first day of training. Um, I'd like to give that back to give back to him and you know play for his homeland and um, yeah I'd definitely love to be playing for Tonga in the World Cup and you know, hopefully putting on the Blues jersey this year. You talk about playing for Tonga. You got family tattooed there on the yeah, on the side yeah. of your neck there. Family on this side and faith on the other side. Um, yeah, and they're they're two things that are yeah. massive for you and that, and that was what would mean so much to to wear that Tongan jersey. Yeah, um, well Tongan. On this, um, on our emblem, the Tonga emblem, it says um, God and Tonga are my inherit uh, inheritance. Um, it's just, you know, it's just the values that we've been living with. Um, not only Tonga, but their families as well. And my family, it's just been, faith has been a big thing um, in my family. You know, I grew up going to church and um, well, I grew up going to church, but not knowing why I went to church or anything. Um, it's only in the recent years that I've, started to pick my faith and you know follow my faith um, and family you know family is everything there's not anything in this world that can amount to my family my my sons my partner or my parents and my siblings how proud are you of yourself that now you're in a position to help your parents like you said yeah. the guilt you felt for your father working so much and to help your own kids as well yeah yeah um I'm proud. Um, I'd say I'm proud, but I'm not really satisfied. Um, I still think, you know, I've got a long way to go if I want to be anything like my, my, my old man. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely say, yeah, I'm pretty proud to to be in the position that I am that I am in today. Yeah. Just finally, you said before you mentioned Origin. Yeah. Is that something you really aspire to, and you think is in the realms of possibility if you keep playing the um, way you're playing? Yeah, oh, I, I don't think it's my decision. I think if, if it's in you know possibilities or anything, but I'd love to put on a, a Blues jersey. Um, I played uh, or I played schoolboys when I was younger, but I never really gave it a crack um, after that. Um, and that's actually one of one of my biggest regrets. You know, I love Origin. Um, yeah, just everything about New South Wales with, with West Queensland. You know, I, I've always been a Blues supporter when I was younger. Um, yeah, I've always I've always wanted to play play Origin and be on the big screen. When I I used to watch Mark Gasnier and, um, and Coops, yeah, and I used to watch 
watch them play and I used to, I used to want to be in their, in their position and be, and be running out against the Queenslanders and stuff. But, but yeah, if the opportunity came, then yeah, I'd be taking it yeah, with both hands. I'd be grateful for that. Sifa Kalakai, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing you running over more blokes <laughs> this season in the NRL. Tuesday, uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. We've got plenty more episodes coming your way very soon. Don't forget to follow the Refuse to Lose podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We look forward to talking to you again soon.